The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin. In Texas. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shenanigans. This week's guest needs no introduction, but we're going to give her one anyways, because she is a New York Times bestselling author, actress, TV personality, one of the hottest women on the planet, according to pretty much every single list there was ever made, a mama bear, a wife, an animal lover, a philanthropist, a freaking Bond girl and a legend who gave us bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. <laughs> Denise Richards, welcome to the studio. How are we doing? Uh, I am amazing now. <laughs> that is the best introduction I've ever had. So you're so sweet. Uh-huh. Thank you. Well, you've got a, oh, lot, a long list of a lot of accomplishments. No, but thank you. So. That's so sweet. No, thank seriously. You. <laughs> you are looking absolutely stunning. I encourage thank those you. of you who are listening to go watch because, Wow. I put on lashes today just for you. I was like, I know Denise is going to show up. I put them on for you. (laughs) Well, there we go. I love it. But you look incredible. Thank you. You too. I'm glad (laughs) we finally Finally. are able to get into some shenanigans together. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, no, of course. Thanks for being here. So I have to ask you, do you remember the moment when we first exchanged phone numbers? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) When my husband accidentally... (laughs) He was then my boyfriend, but he stole your luggage. He didn't steal on it. Accident. He just okay. So After we were <laughs> we were right, and we had the same luggage. Yeah, and he took mine, <laughs> and then my husband took yours. Yeah, and we met on the side of the freeway. Yeah, we did. So that's when we actually, met. It was really maybe funny. We were already married. I forget which BravoCon this was, but we're it was the very back. first one. Was it? Okay, you guys weren't married yet. Yeah, so yeah. we were very new yes. in the relationship. That's what I thought. I'm like, it was, was so funny though. And my yeah. husband and he, they both met. It was such a yeah. I wish people filmed that because I know, it was right? Such a funny moment. Yeah, that was so real. I've Meeting talked on about the it. side of the freeway. <laughs> right by In-N-Out. So, yes, which we went to right when we exchanged luggage. Totally. Did you guys too? Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, okay. I'm like, we well, we're already too. here, so let's do it. So we get back from BravoCon. We're both flying, you and I, JetBlue, Mint. They have the little green tags on your luggage. Brock was back of the plane. And his luggage comes out. 
my luggage comes out, grab our bags, get in the car. Five minutes from LAX, the driver call, or he gets a call, and he was like, ma'am, I think you have the wrong luggage. And I look, and I was like, no, that's my bag. And he's like, well, this other driver who I work with has a lady in his car who says you have her bag. And I'm like, wait a second. I crawl in the back of the car, I look, and there's not the sticker that I have on my bag. Right. And I was like, oh my God, whose bag do we take? He's like, um, Miss Denise Richards. And I'm like, no way. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. So yes, we was pull so over funny. meet up and... Yeah, I realized that I he accidentally that. took your bag. But we met on the side of the we did. road near In N Out and LAX. Yeah. But I loved it because I was like, well, that was a moment for us. We exchanged numbers and, and you were so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Because we took your luggage too. I know. And you're like, no, I need my I was like, no, we weren't trying to take it. No, I was like, <laughs> we weren't trying to take yours right. either. It was all good. <laughs> but it was so funny then fast forward a couple months to Christmas time. We're watching my like all-time favorite Christmas movie, Love Actually. Aww. You have your little cameo at the yeah, end. Thank you. And as we're watching that, and I go, remember when you stole her luggage? And it clicked in that moment that he stole Denise Richards' luggage because he was just thinking, oh, it was one of the Beverly Hills housewives. And I, he was like, wait, uh, oh, oh my gosh, that's whose luggage I stole? Like the freaking Bond girl was like, he yeah, I mean, it was an accident. Yeah. He accidentally <laughs> picked it up. But <laughs> so funny. But um, here we are years we later. Are. And I'm so excited to have you here. So I Thank thought you. before we get into everything, we could maybe play a fun little game. Okay. So I'm going to name some of your former co-stars, and I want you to tell me if you think they would make a good Real Housewife or not, and if so, what franchise they would be the best oh, fit okay. on. Okay. Okay. First up is Nev Campbell. She would not want to do it. No. She would be like, no, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't even do a franchise with her. Right. She would say, no, I'm good. Yeah. I love Nev so much, but she not for does not know. I don't want to speak for her, but I think she would say, unless they have one that maybe in Canada, she's Canadian. Right. But no. They should have a Real Housewives of Canada. How is that not maybe been a thing Maybe they're looking yet? into it. I don't know. Maybe. But right. I think she's good. So she's a no. Kirsten Dunst. Um, oh, she's such a cutie patootie. I would say, I would say Beverly Hills. Okay. Allison Janney. New York. She'd be good. She would be a really good New York. Anna Ferris. She's such a cutie patootie too. She, w I would love to see her on Beverly Hills. Yeah. What about Queen Latifah? I love her too. Atlanta Ooh. or New York. Yeah, I could see that. Pamela Anderson. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Jenny McCarthy. Beverly Hills. Tiffany Thiessen. I would say Utah or Beverly Hills. Okay. Tori Spelling. 90210. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Courtney Cox. I don't think she'd do it, mm -hmm. but I think, well, I mean, these are all people that I've met in LA. Yeah. That you're saying. Yeah. So, but if you could picture them in a different friend group, like, you know, you I just mean, say Courtney, Atlanta, I New could York. see her in New York. Yeah, totally. And what about Katherine Heigl? Well, she, I believe she, I know she does have a place in Utah. So maybe Utah. Okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for playing. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I played well. 
No, you did. Okay. You named a place for everyone, and <laughs> there we go. So moving on, because I read something that I had to ask you about. I read that you were the only girl on your baseball team growing up. Is that true? That's true. So was I. You were? Yes. And I've never met anyone who had that shared experience. Oh, yeah. No, I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. It was uh, T-ball. Okay. I don't know what it was called when you were younger, but I was the only girl on baseball and it was not cool for a girl to be on baseball at the yeah. time. So, but I love, I was such a tomboy when I was younger mm -hmm. and then um, obviously changed where I, you know, loved hair and makeup and Barbies and all of that. So yeah. what was your experience? So my great aunt who passed away last year, she was one of the original members of the Rockford Peaches, like the movie A League of Their Own. She's actually in that movie. Oh, so when wow. that came out in 1992, I was seven years old. I said, I want to play baseball like my Aunt Shirley. Aww. And my mom was like, you know, girls don't play baseball anymore. They play softball. And I was like, no, I want to play baseball. And so I tried out for the hardball little league team. I made it. I played second base. I was the only girl for, I think, four years I played baseball until I switched to softball. Were you good? I was good. I yeah. was terrible. Really? Well, I'm... I are you a lefty or a righty? I'm a righty. I'm a lefty. Okay. So at the time, there was like, it was like a whole thing, like, oh my God, she's left hand. Or like, it <laughs> was batting not, everything. That's everything so different. It was not good. Yeah. So I was not good at all. Okay. What position did you play? I didn't have a position. <laughs> you just would hit and then, or not. They hit. were probably just like, we'll just <laughs> let her play. So this is kind of coming full circle for me. I'm playing in the celebrity baseball, well, I guess a softball game at Padre Stadium. Oh, you next are? Month. Oh. So I'm going to have to hit the batting cages soon. If you want to come, I would to love join to. Me. Oh, yeah. That would be so fun. Yeah. So I'm like, can I still hit a ball? I haven't been to batting cages in probably 15 years. We played a softball game season eight of Vanderpump Rules. But other than that, I threw out the first pitch at a Padres game. That's about it. <laughs> I'm sure you were amazing. Thanks. And you're going to have so much fun. Regardless, it's going to be it's gonna be so fun. much fun. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. Because I do have a good aim and a good hit now. Okay. Back when I was little, when it wasn't like cool to be a lefty, mm -hmm. it was not good. Yeah. So being a lefty, one thing, but I feel like to go a little deeper... I've gotten shit about being a guy's girl. And I feel yes. like you can oh, relate yeah. to that. And I think, honestly, this traces back to me being the only girl on the all boys team, but also being accepted by all of the boys while being bullied by all of the girls. And I feel like now, fast forward, I am on a show where it started and I've been bullied by my cast and by the girls. And Although I've had strong female friendships my whole life, I do have trauma surrounding groups of girls. And as a viewer of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I admired your authenticity. I think you were such a breath of fresh air to this show. I mean, you are one of the most beautiful women in the world. And you're not afraid to also show up without glam. You know, I mean, today, Avi, 
looking amazing. I, but I had glam today. I know. Because I, I saw, I was seeing you and I wanted to have a little glam. Yeah. Well, thank you. I did it for you. You did it for me. I love it. But I also loved that you talked openly about your sex life, something that, you know, didn't always maybe gel well with your cast members. Right. But I want to know, how was it for Denise, you know, the only girl on the Midwestern boys baseball team to then film a reality show with a group of women in Beverly Hills? Well, shit, that's a <laughs> lot that you're asking me. Um, I went into the show when I met with the producers and everyone, I came in wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt and jeans. Love that. I did my own hair and makeup and I sat down with everyone and I just said, this is who I really am. Mm -hmm. But they knew the public person of me. And I said, if you want me to be that, then I can do that. So just let me know. Do you want me to be myself or do you want me to be Denise Richards, the, you know, actress? And they right. said, we want you to be you. Mm -hmm. And so when I started The Housewives, I really truly was going in being myself and didn't want to create a caricature of myself. Mm -hmm. So that's how I went into it. Anytime you put your personal life out there, you have to reveal the vulnerable side of yourself mm -hmm. and there's a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, obviously I experienced that. I wasn't expecting certain things, but I did enjoy my experience on the show and the women, but I really came in like being myself, you know? Yeah. And, and that was so great to see. Thank so you. So relatable too, you know? <laughs> what was hard for me is I was at the time very close to Lisa Rinna mm -hmm. and it was hard for me to see that she was very different on the show and then off camera. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that a lot of us on these shows on Bravo and other different networks doing reality, sometimes you see people off camera or you'll say stuff and then it's very different on camera and on television and then also hearing what they're saying about you. And mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that is also very hard. Yeah. But I have to say, though, it was something very different from anything I've ever done. And I did enjoy my experience and have a good time and with a lot of the women on the show. Yeah. Well, I do want to get more into the show. But before that, I want to talk some family stuff. We're going to take a quick little break. Do you love your KiwiCo boxes? Yeah. All right. Well, you just heard it there. Summer loves her KiwiCo boxes that are delivered to your door. They also deliver seriously fun learning for kids of all ages through hands-on projects and activities. Each month, kids receive crates packed with engaging hands-on activities designed to introduce them to exciting science, technology, and art concepts. And there's always something new for kids to discover. They have nine monthly programs to choose from. KiwiCo has something for kids of all ages, ranging from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. So the first koala crate we got was, do you remember that rainbow pillow you made? The rainbow pillow. Yeah, you loved that, huh? I like my swatting. 
Yeah, we've done so many fun activities with KiwiCo. KiwiCo. Yeah. Each crate is designed by real experts and tested by kids to ensure that every experience is age-appropriate, engaging, and seriously so fun. Kids will explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones without leaving home. If you're not an arts and crafts person like me, then KiwiCo is for you and your kids. Some quality time with activities that are so easy to do. You don't have to think that much. KiwiCo does it all for you. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get KiwiCo. <laughs> Get 50% off your first month on any crate line at KiwiCo.com with promo code HONEY. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code HONEY. Okay, and from something from summer to something for Brock and I, we have recently gotten Rocket Money. And I don't know if y'all have used Rocket Money before, but let me tell you, this is the way to save money. Because if you have one of those subscriptions that you've forgotten about and it just keeps charging you, well, Rocket Money can alert you about a subscription you've maybe forgot about, an increase in subscription price. They can negotiate it for you. So here's my question. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you have no idea where it's going? Because I think we've all been there and I think it's from all of those subscriptions. It's like, think about it, between streaming services fitness apps, delivery services, parenting apps. I mean, it's endless and I'm guilty of this. Brock is guilty of this. So we both have recently used Rocket Money to help us find out what subscriptions we're actually spending money on. And yeah, it was pretty eye-opening. And I had them cancel a few that I no longer use and haven't for a while. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped its members save an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash honey. That's rocketmoney.com slash honey. Rocketmoney.com slash honey. So your life has been in the public eye since long before reality TV cameras, largely due to obviously your huge success as an actress, but also because of headlines generated by your ex-husband, Charlie Sheen. What has that been like to navigate? Well, going through a divorce is very difficult, but going through it publicly is very difficult. And it's been hard to navigate to be honest. And that's also why I can really relate to some of even with Lala, with her ex and mm -hmm. other people, when you're going through stuff like that, I really, it really does resonate with me because it's not easy. And it's so, what's really hard is having people be so judgmental. Yeah. Because I never wanted to mudsling and I was always trying to get my ex and it's not necessarily your ex. It could be the people surrounding the person mm -hmm. that you're going through the situation with 
where you just don't want to have everything out there and you want to keep things as private as possible. But at the same time, certain people's team and this and that want to protect and all of that. It was actually the hardest thing I had ever gone through in my entire life. It was very, very difficult. I can imagine. Very difficult. And there's so much nobody knows. Oh, <laughs> I can also like, imagine. <laughs> we're like, fucking hard, right? No, it's the tip of the iceberg of what people mm-hmm. see and hear. And and then sometimes I'm sure, like you know, you just, oh, I wish someone knew this or that, but you don't want to say anything because yeah. I want to protect my kids. Totally. But it's hard. Yeah. It was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. And I think at the time, it was so bad, I could have gone one way or another, you know, mm-hmm. where the yeah. other would have been very not good. But I had to, eventually I had to put myself in a bubble mm-hmm. and I would have to tell my friends and my family and my publicist, I would say, I don't want to hear anything unless I need to deal with it. Yeah. But for me to hear all the negativity, mm-hmm. all it does, I had two babies and it was wasn't healthy. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, at the real end of the day, who is there for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't need to deal with this bullshit. I need to just stay on course, take care of my children yeah. the best way I can. And this, you know, noise, I have to block out. So that's what I eventually had to get to. It was really, really difficult, but yeah. I had to do it. But I got through it. And that's why a lot of people ask me about divorce and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's not an easy road in general, but publicly it isn't. And with kids. And with kids. But then you get people saying, well, you asked for this because you're in the public eye. (laughs) You know, never asked for that. And that's I know. I know. I'm sure you (laughs) dealt with that. (laughs) It's not easy to go through that, you Mm -hmm. know, so. But yeah. you get through it. Totally. Can you say where your relationship is today? With Charlie? Yeah. Oh, I we're actually really close. That's good. Yeah. Him no. and Aaron get along? Yeah, they really do. We Charlie knows he could call me anytime, any time of the day, night, whatever. I will be there for him, for his boys, for his ex-wife. I'm close to her too. So it was up and down and it's a process mm-hmm. and not to say that it will go down again. And if it does, he and I will be like, okay, whatever we get through it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Totally. But if we can do it, anyone can. Yeah. <laughs> I right. <will> say that because <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I, on that scale, I can only imagine. So, horrible. but you got through it. I got through it. You're an amazing mother and Thank you're someone you. that so many people look up to because Thank it's like you. if you can do it, everyone else can do it. Yeah. No, you just have to make. I always try to say to people that do ask me about this is make it about the kids. Mm-hmm. And I know it's so hard. And I would tell Charlie that I would say we're having a birthday. You need to fucking suck it up. Mm hmm. And pretend like you don't hate my guts. I don't give a shit. Do it for the kids. smile and be happy because it's not fair to them. They didn't ask to be born into a family that is now apart, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's my biggest advice with all of that. Even though it's hard, just do what you can to do that. I think that's incredible advice. You know, when you put your kids first, you put your shit aside because, yeah, like you said, it's like 
they're just innocent in this situation. They're so, so innocent. Yeah. I never wanted my kids to be privy to the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And they were younger during that time. Mm-hmm. However, years later, it's like, mom. <laughs> right? And now there's and Google. And you're like, well, sure. <laughs> but you protect them for as long as you can, you know? I did what I could. Exactly. <laughs> and that's all we can do as moms. We do the best we can with what we're given. And, you know, we, we hope to make the best decisions for them. And if not, you know, they show us grace and forgiveness one day. But it's exactly. like, right? we're, we're doing the best we can. We're doing the best world. we can. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So you've been married to Aaron for, what, five and a half years now? Yes. Love that. How do you keep things fresh in your relationship? What advice do you I'm have? I'm going to give you some advice. Please do. Because I watch your show. Yeah. Okay. And I understand. Okay. One weekend a month. Okay. You and your husband need to go to a hotel by yourselves. Okay. And have it just you two. Okay. I feel like we're now, after this past summer, I feel like we're pretty much on. Are you going to kill me for saying this? No, not at all. And if he was here, where is he? Is he here? He's (laughs) with our daughter. (laughs) No, but the thing is, we've been able to turn a lot of work trips also into us time. Yeah. No, that's great too. Yeah. That's okay. There's two things work trips, uh amazing. Because then you don't feel guilty, right? right? Because you're working. Yeah. So you have your husband go. But it comes with a hotel and a flight. (laughs) But you have your husband go with you so you don't feel guilty as a mom. Yes. Right? Outside the work trips, my advice to you is, is even if it's one night, Mm -hmm. even if it's not at a hotel or whatever, wherever you guys or have someone take your baby to, you know, be babysat where, you know, they're obviously safe and whatever, yeah, where you guys can be a couple because if the captains go down, mm-hmm. the fucking shit yeah. goes sideways. And what we do, but our older girls are older. Eloise is so understanding and she is the most adorable thing ever. But Erin and I will always do at least one night I in a hotel, that. staycation, outside of work. Yeah. But if work is involved, Freaking great. Add an extra day to the trip or something. Yes. And have that time as a couple where you can have your romance and just be you without the distractions. Yeah. Because even if you're at home doing all, there's always a distraction. It's so different. You know? Absolutely. It's very different. Yeah. So that's my biggest advice for any couple. Love that. Little staycation (laughs) once a month. Noted. Yep. You mentioned Eloise and I wanted to ask. So as a single mom, you adopted your daughter. I did. Who has now also been adopted by Aaron. Yes. What advice do you have for other single parents out there who are considering raising a child on their own, whether it be adoption, a sperm donor, or whatever way? Advice? Yeah. Is to don't wait and do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I, I knew I wasn't done having kids and I felt this might sound odd but I'm gonna be brutally honest there was like another soul I feel like children choose their parents Mm -hmm. whether it's through adoption or a surrogate or through you know birth a birth you know birthing them personally and physically it's so I just wasn't done having children and Mm -hmm. so I feel that if that's something and 
that you're wanting to do to just do it. And a lot of people on the outside will have different opinions and judgments and that sort of thing. And just do what you want to do and follow your heart. And with Eloise, when I went through the adoption process, she was number 13 in the process that I was going through. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to have 12 other situations not work out and this and that. Wow. But I knew, I really, really knew the right baby would come to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meant to be. Yeah. I love that. That's what... I just always had faith and hope and yeah. And how is it raising a daughter with special needs? Like what do you wish the listeners knew about her chromosomal disorder? So she, I did not know for all gosh, a long time. She was very hard to diagnose. Mm -hmm. She has um, a deletion in chromosome eight where some of the chromosomes are not there, which have caused quite a few delays She's almost 13 years old. I still have to help my daughter take a shower, get dressed. The hard thing that I think a lot of people that do have special needs children will really relate to this part is going through puberty. Mm-hmm. And when she got her, she's turning 13 when she got her period and how to explain that. And yeah. it's hard and it's not easy to deal with that stuff. And then you know, Aaron and I have talked about like, what's it like for her developmentally? Like as she gets older, is she going to want to date? Like that's the stuff we have to think about when they're younger. You don't think about that stuff, but you have to start thinking about it as anyone with special needs, as they get older, because the natural progression of your hormones and everything and what that means to them Mm -hmm. and how to do that. So that's what we're working on now, but it's not easy. Yeah. But she's an angel from God and we are so blessed. Yeah. But for anyone that is going through what I'm, we're going through, I definitely relate and understand the difficulties of that part. Yeah, totally. I want to talk about one of your other daughters as well, because we oh, let saw- me guess which one. <laughs> We saw on this season, Erica attempt to shame you for being a creator on OnlyFans. However, I read that you joined the platform as a gesture of support for your daughter after seeing criticism that she had received, which personally, I feel like is the ultimate mama bear move. So do you still stand by that decision? Absolutely. I love that. Yep. Because... Like you, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you come into this industry and you are perceived in a certain way, I wasn't a character actor. Mm-hmm. I was doing roles that were different than that. And there can be a perception with that mm-hmm. when you play sexy roles or you're doing different things. Yeah. And so I, I couldn't imagine for me having that doing wild things and some of the other roles that I've done, having the platform with what we have with social media with people, you know, it was one thing to have movie critics and stuff like, but now to have people literally (laughs) (laughs) no seriously shit about you. So that's why I I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it Mm -hmm. because I felt like it wasn't, 
cool that people were shaming her for doing that. Yeah. I didn't understand the platform, quite frankly. I mean, I <laughs> I have TikTok. I still have not done. Oh, yeah. I can't I figure it I'm out either. I do it today or tomorrow because everyone's like, you got to yeah. fucking do a video. Got to do it. But I don't do it. Yeah. So I just thought of it as another. I heard about it, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I was upset that she was getting such backlash yeah. because what? Well, obviously, her dad's who he is. Yeah, her mom's who she is. So she, yeah, was in a no-win situation where that goes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's not good for her. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I did it. Good. I love that. I think that is just also goes to show what an amazing mom you are. So anyone who wants to have a judgment on that, it's like, fuck off. But thank you. you know? but I've gotten a lot of judgment for that. Yeah. Because but people it, think it's creepy and weird. I mean, are you doing creepy and weird things together? Fuck no. Exactly. <laughs> so like, I know, but you know how people yeah, are. <laughs> of course. But people, they just, they always have something to say. They don't get it. And no. Yeah. Okay. I, my, I'm not changing my job either yeah. for my kids, right? which is hard too for me. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I would think it would be weird to have my mom do what I fucking do for a living sometimes. Yeah. yeah. My mom was a Midwest mom. And I talked <laughs> to my dad about this a lot. Yeah. My mom was mom. It's got to be weird for my kids to see this fucking shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Like, I would think it would be weird. So I do struggle with that. Yeah. For everyone out there, I do struggle with that. But it is my job. Yeah. And it I really have to, is. like, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got to give the fans what they want sometimes. I have to do my job. Yeah. And yeah. our job, people who aren't in it can't possibly understand it because there are just so many layers to it and so many things that it's like, you don't get it unless you're in it at times. Right. And people are very quick to judge. Am I allowed to ask you any questions? Sure. You went through a lot publicly. Mm -hmm. How did you get through it? Support, family, friends, and honestly, opening up about it. I feel like when I started this podcast, it really gave me a platform to talk about whatever I wanted to in a safe space that is only edited by myself if I want to edit it. And right. I think that has definitely helped just being open about my experiences and trying to not let what people say bother me because you're always going to get judged. But if you're being authentic to who you are and people want to judge you, it's like, okay, exactly. it is what it is. You know, not everyone's going to like me. Right. That's, that's the thing. But you're able to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And if people judge that, then it is what it is. It's when people have a perception of a false narrative Mm -hmm. That's what's hard. Yeah, totally. We're going to take another break and we'll be right back. Get a taste of M, a hot new collection of craveable intimates from Maiden Form, a brand with a whole lot of history. They've been around since the very first bras and now they're bringing you a new kind of classic, the chicest basics you've ever seen. You probably recently saw some of these on my Instagram story on the episode that Maiden Form had my unboxing in. So M is a collection from Maiden Form, a brand with 100 years of innovation and category leadership. They wrote the book on bras. And M is the next juicy 
chapter. They have on-trend designs made from stretchy, comfy fabrics, incredible colors. Literally, it's like buttery, soft fabric. The one that I was wearing in the photo I posted on my Instagram story, I literally will sleep in because it's that comfortable. It's a bra. It's a crop top. I wear it as pajamas. M is cheeky. It's playful and confident. So if you like wearing innerwear as outerwear, you want to mix up some intimates, wear it as a crop top, wear it as pajamas, wear it for whatever you want. Comfy, smooth, soft, great colors. I highly recommend M from Maidenform. Visit maidenform.com and use code Sheena20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's M-A-I-D-E-N-F-O-R-M.com. Use code Sheena20 for 20% off your first order. Say hello to your IRL makeup filter in a bottle. CoverGirl's Simply Ageless Skin Perfector Essence. So recently, due to amazing recommendations, I have been trying CoverGirl's Simply Ageless Skin Perfector Essence. It's developed with micro droplet technology, pigmented capsules that burst and blend easily to distribute a sheer, even tint, which I think is so cool because it's like full coverage, but not cakey. It gives you the tint that you want. So you just feel and look alive. And this is a skincare and makeup hybrid. It contains 71% water that provides an instant burst of moisture upon application and hydrates your skin, forget this, up to 24 hours. Like that is absolutely what I need, especially when I'm in the desert, I'm in Vegas, I gotta keep my skin hydrated. It has a skin-like finish. It leaves this radiant bare skin filter effect. Complexion looks plump, refreshed, and more youthful. And isn't that what we all want? youthful looking skin available in eight adaptable shades to complement all skin tones. This is a product that I can use when I'm in the studio doing my podcast, when I'm having a date night out with Brog, just a fresh makeup look for everyday wear. And I also want to point out, I love how they are using clean, vegan, cruelty-free beauty products because that is what I want on my skin. Only from Easy Breezy Beautiful Cover Girl. Okay, so speaking of Beverly Hills Housewives, as we just mentioned, how were you first approached to be on the show? I was approached a while ago, a few seasons before I was on the show. Okay. And then um, when I actually did join the show, Lisa Rinna had talked to me about it. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me how much she loved it and how fun it was. And so I thought, you know what, this could be fun. So that's how that happened. <laughs> how are you and Lisa these days? Do you talk at all? Are you in no. a good place? Bad no. place? Gotcha. No. I don't ever wish anything negative on anybody. And I just think the journey of that friendship mm -hmm. is done. Yeah. And it is what it is. I will never be friends with her, but mm -hmm. I will always be cordial. And if I ran into her, I would say hi and be polite and nice and all that. So that's where that is. Yeah. How close were the two of you before the show started? Because it is crazy when you get into a reality show, you know, you could have a longtime friendship with someone, then you put it on a reality show and dynamics change. So we were very close. That's and, what I thought. Yeah. And, and then the thing that actually 
well, a lot of things hurt me when she would say, oh, Denise and I, we were party girls or whatever. First of all, I was never a partier. Mm -hmm. I never partied with her. So she tried to diminish how close our friendship was after the fact. Mm. But during and before, she would say how close we were. You know, I always say you learn a lot about people when you work with them, live with them, or travel with them. Yeah. I never worked work with her Mm -hmm. until the housewives. And, you know, she was very different on camera. I have a lot of receipts that I could show, but that's not my style. Yeah. I had never done it and Mm -hmm. I haven't. So it was, I don't know. I was shocked when I did the show with her. Right. You know, how different she was. Yeah. Because we were so close. That's sad. Yeah. It is sad that you would allow, but in a way it's okay because maybe that needed to happen. It needed to happen yeah, because I get you that see too. who's really your true totally. friend and who isn't. You can weed them out. Well, you have had so many iconic moments on the show. Is there anything that you regret sharing while on the show? My husband's penis size. <laughs> Although I'm sure he doesn't. He pretends like he does. That was one of the questions that came in. I'm like, I am not asking that. that. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. You didn't say anything He bad. was so embarrassed. But he's really, I'm sure, not embarrassed. Right. Like, would a guy really be embarrassed? No. Your husband be no, embarrassed? he would not be. And some of the women said that their husbands were upset. Like, how come you, like, I'm not going to say who, <laughs> that you didn't say this or that you said we scheduled that, whatever uh-huh. the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. I was myself. And that's why you are so incredible. And I'm glad we got <laughs> glimpses of that again this season because your presence is so missed on the show because you oh, were just you. so authentic and real. And it was just such a fun change. You know, they bring new people on every season and it's either a hit or a miss. And you were Thank definitely you so a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> Who out of the cast are you still friends with? Garcelle, Sutton, and Crystal. Love that. Nice. Crystal's a good friend of mine, too. Who has been the nicest on and off camera? The three of those. Yeah. If you could tell one of your former castmates to bravo, bravo, fucking bravo their way off the show, who would it be? Well, I have to say, those bitches told me that. <laughs> I did not make that up. Mm. And then they pretended like, oh, we don't know anything about that. Uh huh. Kyle and Lisa were the ones that told me to do that. Yeah. And and, and now they're breaking the fourth wall more. And so now I they're know. like, oh, we'll just leave it in. It's happened on our show, too, where you and think if you say something, they're going to cut it. And then they're like, no, we'll just leave it in. When I said that, the truth is it was in reference to something I blurted out at the table mm-hmm. about a family member of mine. Okay. And that's why I did it. People think it was because of Brandy. It wasn't. Yeah. The magic of editing. That's what it was. And I didn't want to say something about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I did. I blurted it out and I shouldn't have. And this was in Rome. And then, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But that's what that was about. But the women told me when you say something about like your kids or their school or whatever, just say bravo, bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bravo. (laughs) Which I did. Yeah, And And I love how they 
threw me under the fucking bus for it. Yeah, but, but it was iconic. One of the best lines Clearly. ever said on that show. <laughs> <laughs> you did mention Brandy, so I just have to ask, will there be any peace made there? I honestly was never friends with Brandy. Mm-hmm. And I only met her a couple times. Mm-hmm. There is no, well, I, I was kind to her, but that's it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I trust me, I have I my nice past her. with her as I well. Know. So. And it's really shitty because I really was, you know, I went to a dinner or something on the show and I, I was just being nice and, ah, uh, fuck, I don't know. Sometimes some of the women will do things to stay or get back on a show or yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was really hurtful because yeah. even when I was in Rome after Kyle's party, this is going way back, but just whatever. It was like a week later and I was so shocked what the women were saying to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we just saw her uh, at Kyle's party. Yeah. And she said a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that was not aired, whatever, whatever. You yeah. just have to, it was really hurtful. But yeah. I was actually more hurt by Lisa Rinna. Yeah. Because she knows me. Yeah, you had and a long time. she wasn't like, you know what, stop. Yeah. But whatever. So after those things that you went through, what made you want to come back this season and appear on the show? Well, I, honestly, I actually went to Garcelle's, um, she had a screening and I didn't tell anyone I was coming. Mm-hmm. I just showed up. And then they asked if they could put a mic on me. And mm-hmm. I did. And, you know, I was really, truly coming to support her and her project. And then I was asked to, well, will you come to this dinner and that? And mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, I really did have fun with a lot of the women there and yeah. have a good time. And you know what it's like totally. when you do certain things. And so if it made you know if it made sense yeah yeah I I was no I totally get that I really loved being with a lot of the women on the show and had a good experience yeah okay you mentioned the dinner party so I do have to ask on Jeff Lewis live you had mentioned that maybe or I think maybe did you imitate that you had gotten the wrong order or something no from your point of view what happened from my point of yeah. view is it was a weed party. I showed up to a weed party. I did not show up to my kid's school. Right. Why the fucker? Right. Everyone making a big deal about this. Yeah. When Erica was like saying how lit and high she is. Yeah. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Was that a weed party? Yeah. So fucking what? Right. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Last thing on this topic is. I have to know, where's the pink fur coat? Because that thing needs to in be in my hanging. closet okay. right now. If it's not in the closet, it needs to be in like the Met or the Smithsonian. Well, we're going to do something with that thing now. Upside that- down? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just have to say, if I saw that you were wearing a coat that appeared to be upside down, I would probably just assume that's how it's supposed to be worn. This is Denise Richards just setting a trend and doing something outside of the box. You know, it's like Thank you for saying that. I absolutely like you know the moment in Mean Girls when Regina George has the holes cut in her shirt, then everyone else wears the holes cut in their shirt. I did it on purpose. So I think you're just setting trends. (laughs) And if I had a jacket right now, it would be on upside down, just (laughs) out of respect. Okay, one more quick little break and we'll be right back to wrap things up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
As you all know, I take my mental health very seriously and you all should too. Ever since I started therapy, I have felt so much stronger mentally. I have felt like I have someone I can talk to, someone I trust, someone who doesn't judge me and someone I can just be completely open and honest with. And after Brock saw the changes in my personality after starting therapy, he got on BetterHelp and he started therapy on his own. And I just want to point out that after you fill out this brief questionnaire to get matched with the licensed therapist, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. The first therapist Brock had ended up leaving BetterHelp and boom, he was matched with another and he absolutely loves her. So if it doesn't work out with the first one, just know they're going to match you with someone else. And yeah, putting your mental health first is something that is so important, especially for all my parents out there. If you are the best, strongest version of yourself, you are going to be the best version for your kids. So that was what really made me focus on my therapy. And I have felt amazing. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I definitely think since I started therapy, and especially since Brock has started therapy, our relationship has gotten better. Our communication has gotten better. And I feel like there's a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes I feel like the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Doesn't matter who's right. It matters who's great. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash good as gold today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash good as gold. Okay, so you have had such an extensive career. I mean, you've been on some of my favorite shows that I grew up watching and like Saved by the Bell, Friends, the, the list goes on and on. I don't have to tell you what your IMDb says. Which set have you had the best experience on? And if you had to just pick one project you've done to show someone, which would it be? Uh, Starship Troopers. Yes. Love that. Best time ever. I also want to know, what was it like working with Brittany Murphy on Drop Dead Gorgeous? Oh, she was oh, the best. Yeah. She would walk in the room and light up the room. Yeah. She was a just a, a ball of fresh air and just so fun. And you couldn't be in a bad mood when you're around her. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. She was incredible. Iconic. Totally. Would you support a remake of that film? Absolutely. Kirstie, I actually think it would be fun yeah. for us to be the moms. With right. The, yeah. <laughs> so Kirstie Alley Kirstie, was also in that film. What was she like off screen? I know you were like the it girl in Hollywood while filming that movie. But did you think there was. Well, tell me that first. And then I had a oh, she was the best. question. She is, I loved her so much. Yeah. She was so wonderful and fun and just like the best energy ever. Yeah. Yeah. You loved being around her. Yeah. I mean, someone I grew up watching, you know. Yeah, so me too. With her. So incredible. Amazing. Did you ever feel that there was any pressure put on Kiersey to try and recruit you to Scientology? The people never. want to know. She never ever mentioned that ever 
Yeah. Okay. I was more into how she was getting her facials done when she would fly her facialist to Minnesota with the oxygen tanks and all of this. So all of us were talking to her about that. And she was talking to us about skin and hair. (laughs) (laughs) Would you ever do another reality show docuseries about your life? Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I know your dad was a big hit on your show back in the day. How's he doing? He's doing good. Thank you. Good. I love that. Well, I mean... I would love to see more of you on my TV. You know, movies are great, but seeing you be you, I just think has been so incredible. Such a change of, you know, the way of the Beverly Hills lifestyle. It's like, this is me. I am who I am. And Thank you. I love that. I Thank love a relatable so queen and you are that. So what is next for Denise Richards? Well, I have a movie coming out called Hunting Housewives. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Which is funny. And my husband, he is the biggest reality television producer. And my girlfriends and I, we go on a trip together. And uh, he would love to see all of us uh, no longer there. Oh, interesting. So that the men could live their lives. Okay. And it's kind of a dark comedy. It's very different for a lifetime. I think I think it's very funny and it's uh something really <laughs> crazy because of all of this that right. we're talking about. Oh, totally. But that's I love what that. I, I can't wait out. to see. Oh, thank you. Last question. Would you ever do traders? Cuz I think you'd be killer on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, have you been watching this season? I am obsessed with the show. So good. It's so good. Yeah. I'm like, tonight it's on. I can't wait. You know what What Tom did? Mm-hmm. That show, I was asked to do his season. Oh. And my husband, I think, wanted to live vicariously through me to mm-hmm. do special forces. Yeah. Because he could do it. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to break my freaking neck. Yeah. I have to say he did an awesome job. Yeah, that was on the, wild. Like, And I was actually bummed they, you don't have to comment on anything, but I was bummed that they had him leave when they did because I felt like as an actor or a performer or someone who's never done that kind of thing before, to go as far as he did and to do what he did, that's a lot. It's like, you know, when you're not in the trained to do all of that, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, that show, I wish I could do that. I think I would kill myself with it <laughs> yeah. because I don't have the physicality to do some of the mm-hmm. shit that they do. Oh, on totally. that thing. Same here. I could do it mentally, but the physic, I couldn't jump out of some of the shit. And yeah. Underwater, all that crap. The underwater. New, new, new. Can't do My it. God. But I do give him a lot of credit for doing that show because I do believe he, you don't have to comment because I know you have friends and cast members, but I have to say he, I do believe he did such a great job. So anywho, that show, my husband would love for me to do because he would love. Yeah. Oh, but Brock wants to do that show too. I'm like, you can go do it. I will pass it on to you. would be awesome on that show. That would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. But Traders, we should do that together. That would be We could be the Bravo click next season. (laughs) And you're in a castle in Scotland. I know, right? Those breakfasts look so good. They really do. I'm like, that that casket's good breakfast and shit. Would you want to be a trader or a faithful? I don't know. 
It would, that's a tough call uh-huh. with that. I think if you're doing this show, it would kind of be fucking fun to be it a traitor. I know. Well, right. Or a faithful tuned. that goes through. I don't know. Yeah, you could get recruited. You know, you could All be I both. Know is those breakfasts and that location. Yeah. That's amazing. Totally. Right? Yeah. Well, maybe in the future. Stay maybe tuned. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. I'm glad we finally got to get into some shenanigans thank you. together. You are awesome. You are iconic. You're all time. And so are you. Thank you. you so much thank for you. having me. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening and watching. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.